there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. And uh, we've we've not lost the game. We've kept a clean sheet. We haven't had another shot on target, but we'll come to that. But you know, we're getting closer. Uh, we have got Mark here, but he seems to have dropped off. So hopefully he'll be back. Hopefully Jamie's going to be back as well. I was hoping to have Everton Bowes on as well to talk with the Everton point of view, but she's not feeling very well. So if you're watching, hopefully you get well soon. Um, yeah, Mark's back. Let me just add in. The internet keeps crashing. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, uh, you've got the link, so if you need to keep jumping yeah, yeah. back on, then yeah. yeah so I'm joined by two great guests today, uh, Mark, obviously. Uh, we'll come to you first, Mark. Uh, so, Emotion Podcast, that's your podcast. Uh, where can people find it? It's all in the description anyway. Um, yeah. Where can people find it? Just not waste too much time on it, mate. If you if they want to follow us at Emotion Pod, <laughs> um, I can't do. I, I I can't be doing with all the all the promotion stuff. If you can be bothered, <laughs> go go and follow us. You'll find all our information there. That'll do. Cool. It's in the description anyway. Mark's uh, Twitter hashtag, Twitter hashtag, Twitter handle, and the uh, uh, Emotion Podcast link as well. And uh, welcome back, Mister K. Mister K, who's uh, actually started the show before me with this comment in here. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about content. I'm sure we'll talk about Levy. Uh, but yeah, how are you doing, Mr. K? Pleasure to have you back. And talk to K on Will Stewart's, Stewart's uh, THFC Rants. That's your channel. Uh, but yeah, how are you doing? And where can people find that? Well, thank you very much for having me. It's great to be back. Uh, I've had a little hiatus, I think, around about two or three months. Um, it's good to come back. Um, basically, um, I, Will Stewart owns the channel. Um, I own the show. And um, that's Talk to K. That's on Tuesday nights, uh, 11 o'clock GMT. Um, that will, you know, you can, it basically starts at 11 o'clock because I want to get some of the UK crowd, the European crowd, and I want to get some of the American crowd and the overseas crowd from like, you know, overseas. So there's a, there's quite a nice little spread of people that are in it. And we generally tend to kind of like take it a little bit easy because there's so many shows that go on about the woes of Tottenham that you need a little bit of TLC at the end of the day to go to sleep. So, <laughs> but I'm glad to be here. Thank you very much for inviting me. Oh, no problem. Pleasure to have you both on. A uh, couple of comments. Adam, who not only this channel, but is a big supporter of all Spurs streams. Big up, Adam. How are you doing? Uh, maybe in the next game we'll get one shot on target. Uh, it's getting closer. It's getting closer. So I, I'm confident at some point before the end of the season we'll have a shot on target. We hit the post. Uh, yep. Yeah, Mr. K is back. He certainly is. Uh, Scott M. Uh, hi, Chris. Hi, Mark. Not sure who the other guy is. You don't know who Mr. K is? <laughs> yes, hello to him as well. And then Adam has corrected you. Mr. K is one of the biggest legends ever. <laughs> Me and Mark are just average, apparently. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's true. I, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, no, no. Right, again, nil-nil, fairly boring game, but it's a te two teams where the defensive uh, 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 issues were evident for both teams so nil nil will both teams be pleased to a certain extent mr k is uh <laughs> nodding his head shaking his head both uh I i'm assuming you think everton might be pleased with spurs fans no i not. thought it was an exciting game i, I don't I, it wasn't boring at all there was so much going on all of it mm. terrible but <laughs> you know but at the end of the day there was lots of activity there's lots of talking points uh controversies around var i think the referee got absolutely all the decisions right um terrible absolutely atrocious uh tackle at the end by holgate mm. and he's done it before you know um that is not the first time he's he's done naughty well, things like I, that i got i got corrected on eugene's stream by Rez because uh, i thought he might have slipped and then uh 
Yeah, no, 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 he's, dirty, he's dirty player, and I've watched very him. Very dirty. Uh, yeah, so I honestly, he, you could you could destroy someone's career, mm. and and you know you're affecting not just one player but the family around him, uh, his teammates, the club, and and what for to what, win or lose a game? You're you're on the ninety first minute. You're not going to do anything. You're on. You're literally like you got the ball anyway. So that that, that was that was deliberate and vicious. Right, and yeah. the thing is, he puts on such a sweet, innocent face. Oh, what did I do? I didn't do anything. <laughs> he's done it to our players before, and he's almost literally taken them out for like two seasons. Oh my God, I, I, I really, genuinely, I don't like players like that. I, I can see like a Roy Keane when he when he broke next man's leg, right? Yeah, that was a terrible thing. But generally, he's quite a strong player. But Holgate, nah, he looks for opportunities like that. He thinks he can get away with it. But with with VAR, nah, you can't get away with that anymore. No. Yeah. Well, it's ridiculous. He was only on the pitch for, I don't know, 10 minutes, possibly even less. But, I mean, Mark, what did you think of the game? Were you, were you pleased with the defensive aspect? Cheesed off with the attacking aspect? Or are you... I was, I was Conte, Conte's only had a week, so let's give him some time. What, 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 your, what yeah. were your initial thoughts after the game and have they changed now? My initial thoughts after the game was... Because I went to the game... Bloody hell, I've got a long journey Did back. You? Yes, I've got a long journey back oh, wow. from a 0-0 draw. Um, but I, I wasn't... I didn't think it was a terrible display. I don't think Everton... I, I think a draw was a fair result. Um, I think the, the no shots on target thing is true, but there were there were chances there that we should have got on target. There was the Emerson header he should have done better with. There was the Kane crossing to Regulon he should have done better. They didn't show it. I will just watch match of the day too, just to see the highlights. Son was clear through and completely missed the yeah. target. He should have done better with that. Yeah, we had that the was offside. Side. I think they called that back was, after we had the shot. Did they? Because I looked for the line and I didn't see him actually put his flag up. So I didn't know what happened with that, to be honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure in the game, because I, I watched the game on... Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure they mentioned it was it. off. Fair enough. Um, and there was the Celso. There was the Lacelso hit in the post as well. So I don't think it was as obviously we want to see shots on goal. But I remember I only remember they got two on target, didn't they? So I remember the one from Godfrey, which was just a P roller into Larice. I don't understand <laughs> that will show that will show as a shot on target. So you know, mm. it, 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 we got it. Look. What what do we want as as fans? We the really you know I'm not worried about scoring goals because I know that that will come. What I'm worried about is how poor our defence is. So I think he needs to come in and sort that defence. And keeping a clean sheet, I think, is a massive step for us. So whilst it wasn't great to watch, um, and probably if it was Nuno in charge, I would be tearing my hair out. Uh, <laughs> with, with it being Conte's first game. Um, I wasn't overly disappointed, to say the truth. And I've seen a lot, a lot of negativity since I've went on Twitter when I got home and all that. And I just think it's really just pretty stupid, to be honest with you. I mean, and, you get that. We could one 5 nil, and there'll be an issue that people have. But uh, yeah. good news is we've gone up in uh, people's estimations, Mark. Me and you are also legends as well. Here's you that. are, definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, Mr. K... Uh, Mark says about no shots on target. I mean, they don't count a shot against the oh. post. I guess technically it isn't, but I mean, Beckham had a shot that was blocked. That was going on target, but that doesn't count. And I can't really remember, other than the um, penalty decision, which we'll get to, Lobby's doing too much. So I think it was a game of very, very few yeah. chances with two teams are probably a lack of I don't of think 
I don't think Everton had the way they were set up, especially with the players they didn't have, like Clive Lewin wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So they didn't really have the type of attacking threat that they needed to finish, like to really go at us. But at the same time, we had like too much of a defensive midfield. So we didn't have no creativity there to, to open up Everton. So basically, I think both managers were going for a slightly cautious setup. And he reflected that That's at the end. I thought, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, I, mean I, I think Conte is quite astute, the fact that he's, he understands, he's beginning to understand the limitations of our squad, our players. Um, strangely enough, he mentioned that the only thing good thing about our players was that they had heart and passion. <laughs> Um, I mean, that's something that we as fans have been screaming out for, um, for that we want from our players for a very, very long time. Uh, but, you know, good on him. Maybe he can see things we can't. I mean, he is a professional. He's there inside. He's got other professionals giving him information. Um, everywhere he's gone, he's taken teams which are like 10th or, or, mm. or even further down the table. And he's taken them one season or two seasons straight away into success. Um, so the formula that he uses, uh, the system that he uses, uh, and what goes on behind the scenes, which is fundamentally important. Um, it works for him. Um, obviously, he's left other clubs because the demand that he has on the club to back him is quite intensive and quite high. And probably club, clubs can't keep sustaining that. Um, we might end up in a situation where uh, something similar might happen or Levy might enjoy that relationship with Conte and keep giving him more. Um, because we do need trophies. We've got a wonderful stadium, incredible training facilities. We're renowned around the world. We're, we're, we're one of the most affluent clubs on the planet. We have Sonny. We have Kane. Uh, we have Hugo Reese. These are three incredibly quality players um, that would fit into any top side. Uh, maybe Hugo Reese is now getting a little bit old. Um, Kane is not probably showing as much as his, what, what he can do. But without doubt, come on, you can't doubt Kane. He, the man's got too much quality. You know, to, to, be, to be dismissed. And I think to a certain degree, Mark is right. When you come home and you start to see the things that are being floated around on Twitter, it disheartens you. It really disheartens you. You're thinking, well, you know, if, you, if you're going to watch this and come out with this, why are you even watching? If you're not enjoying it, you know? And I think to a certain degree, if you're enjoying it, you're going to see things which do give you some happiness. So as Mark said, it wasn't a terrible game. It just wasn't a... It just wasn't the type of game where you expect goals to be popping in, scrams in front of the you know, nine-yard box and things like that. Um, normally, that's what you'd get. Uh, you know, team time to scrap a goal in. Um, but I think these, both the teams were being a bit cautious. We were actually the better attacking side. Honestly, it looked like whenever we were moving forward, right, yeah, that we had intent. The only problem was is that the players just didn't know where to pass the ball. I mean, there was a couple of times when I think Kane was moving into the correct positions and they were passing the ball out to someone else. I mean, the, like, the, the Celso uh, attempt on goal, Kane was on free through the middle. Mm-hmm. He made that movement where he checked in, got, where he'd gone in front of the defender and was just going to slip round him. And if the ball had been played in between those two defenders, he would have been clear one-on-one with the goalie. And knowing him, he would have smacked it in the back of the net. But instead, they passed it to somebody else. And they passed it to somebody else. And they passed it to somebody else. So do there's you, definitely something going on in the team. Do, do you think that's possibly a fact that however long Nuno's been in charge and Mourinho to an extent that they're just not used to attacking teams like they used to? And it becomes not muscle memory, but it comes like habit? No, it's got to do with the fact that there's something terrible going on inside the dressing room. They've lost confidence in Kane. 100%. Somehow these players seem to think they can do without him. They're, they're, as far as they're concerned, they've got Sonny. There you go, new talisman. We don't need Kane looks sulking all the time. 
He asked the players to step up. They didn't. He asked the club to step up. They didn't. And then the fan base went against him. So mentally, where is the boy? He put 10 years of absolutely everything into our club. And then he has, he has half a blip of a season right here. I don't know, eight weeks or whatever right here, 10 weeks. And all of a sudden, it's like talk about, like, you know, it's like he's no longer a legend status anymore. I think that's, yeah. I, I don't know. I, he was I, I, getting, I don't talk about it too much. Yeah, he was getting dog's abuse in the stands. I've never, I've never heard it before um, in the ground. I, I, I'm, I'm assuming, though, Mark, that that's because of the whole training incident. It kind of looks like he's disrespected the club and the fans. And then because he's not playing particularly well, that obviously emphasises that. If he was smacking in 10 goals already, the, the, the abuse would have completely finished. But Yeah, um, there was... It did. I, I, me and you, Chris, have both backed him, saying that we don't believe mm. that he's not given effort and everything else. It did. I, I must admit, and I've seen. I've been into the into the ground this season, and I've 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 backed him and said, and I've just said what you've said, Mister K. How would you feel if over Twitter your brother was getting absolute abuse over Twitter? The way, and some of it was disgusting, by the way, um, and. We don't know what was said with Levy and everything else, whether he was made promises. And if you're in a job and you're a bit disheartened, look, I'm not going to make it. What I would say, and I've, as I said, I've backed him. He did come across yesterday watching him yesterday. And I didn't feel like on Thursday I was at that game. I thought he put in 100% effort. It did seem yesterday that he wasn't giving it everything, yeah. running off the ball. Um, and I don't know what that was about. But he was, I, I, I wasn't one of the ones that was shouting abuse at him, but he was getting called all, all kinds of things. The at crowd. the end of the day, if the coach doesn't believe in him, the coach doesn't want to feel that he should be there, then the coach shouldn't put him on the pitch. And that's the it, Mr. K. And, and they're all put, and they're and Conte isn't going to mess. You know, he's the kind of coach that would just completely drop him. Whether he's got someone else to do the job, he just wouldn't play. It's as simple as that. So I, I mean, do. Think, uh, I, I do think there's something psychological rather than effort-wise going on with him. To be honest, and I've said that for a few months now. Um, I, I, the way I look at it, I see it in the commentary and the pundits as well on TV. Like, he's, he's stuck in with two dilemmas. If he drops deep to get the ball, then physically he's not going to be at the front. So he's getting, he's getting criticism for not being in the front. But, then when, but they're not passing the ball to him. And when they are, Davis was a classic example, right? Yeah, he smacked the ball at like 200 miles per hour, expecting Kane, right, yeah, to, to kind of receive the ball. But Kane hadn't got into position. His position was meant to be four yards further ahead. He literally passed the ball to Davis. He's now going to run forward to go ahead. But before he even got a chance to, Davis smacked the ball back at him. And I'm thinking to myself, the players, I think slowly over the 90 minutes, I start to see more and more that Kane was dropping his shoulders, literally, literally not, not running as much as he used to. Because I think basically he, he knows, he feels that the team don't support him. I can't see it. And like, oh, for example, let's celebrate. When Son scored a goal, I think, in one of the other games, right, yeah? I didn't see that Kane and Son togetherness after the, in terms of celebration. And that was very, that was very telling. Yeah, our best chance yesterday was created by Kane. That's the other thing as well. I mean, it was, you know, he was one that put the ball into Regulon. He also was the person who put the ball into Regulon to put the cross in for Emerson as well. He also started that move as well. Um, so whilst he's not at his best, he is still getting involved in, in some of our best moves. Um, I do agree that I just think it's purely what happened in the summer um, and people are not forgive. That never happened. He would be getting everyone would go, Oh, it's just a dip in form, you know, we'll get behind him. But the problem is, I don't agree with what he did in the summer. 
I, you know, I don't want to keep going over old territory. I don't agree with what he did in the summer, but I also don't agree with all the abuse that that followed. As annoyed with him as I as, as I was, it's going to affect you as a human. That these footballs are human, you know, they're not robots. You know, if you if your family's getting abused and he would have been taking abuse as well, that does affect yeah. you. I don't care what anyone's. You can say he's paid whatever he's paid. It doesn't matter what you paid, and this is his life. He's been a footballer since. He was eight years of age, you know. They're 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 indoctrinated in football. They they have everything done for them. It's a different world to what we live in as well, you know. You got it does affect. I don't them. know. It feels like some of the fan base. I mean, look, look. I'm trying to understand, and maybe in my show tomorrow I might look a little bit deeper into it because fans now are starting to split between these two groups: pro Kane, anti Kane. That's and exactly thing what is, Adam says the thing is, here. It's sad to see the, the big divide between Kane and the fans. Um, and I think it's terrible. Yeah. I, I think at the end of the day, it's almost like someone set us up. It's almost like someone's whispered on one side and whispered on the other side and orchestrated this to occur. Because while all this is going on, no one's actually looking at Levy. You know? How strange. How strange. We have the worst summer that we've ever had right here in terms of management. I remember that time before when Poch right here went for a season and a half without acquiring a single player. No rotation of the squad. You know, um, everyone seems to get distracted. Then all of a sudden, there's a dip in form after the Champions League. And, and no one's looking at Levy and saying, hold on a second. W why is he not shouldering the blame for this? Mm. Right? Do you, th do you feel right now that this player that we've got, Kane, is worth the 200 million that we thought he's worth in summer? No. Right. So if he's not worth the 200 million right yeah, then why the heck didn't they grab the money from city that they were offering and say listen up it a little bit spread it out a little bit more let me get a little bit more hair let me get a little bit more hair and be satisfied and they bye-bye kane and and welcome w welcome new fresh you know squad um you know conte might have been jumped maybe it's a conte thing as well maybe conte wants him there maybe he doesn't but at the end of the day conte can work without kane he's proved it in other clubs I, no, I, I, okay. Conte will get him through the middle. He won't get him outside. But, uh, let me just get through to a few comments. Uh, Adam has said, if Nuno was in charge, we have lost, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Probably because we wouldn't have had any attacking threat at all. Uh, Wayne, um, Bonner's, uh, Wayne Bonner is here. Uh, like Adam, a big, big support of all Spurs channels. Uh, uh, Bob Spurs, very horrible to you, Mr. K. Big up you beautiful people and hi to Mr. K too. Uh, we need Jonathan Blondell. I mean, he, he was a little bit of a playmaker, so it wouldn't have helped. It wouldn't have been the worst thing. Um, uh, Craig Bowler, how you doing, Craig? I think the Levy out echo chamber on YouTube is just as toxic. Of oh, controversial thing today, uh, you know. They didn't make an offer according to Pep, is what he says. And, and one thing I do want to get to, uh, uh, Mark, is that is the formation. He, he said, Craig. Nuno would have got slaughtered for that performance, the formation and the substitutions. I think the, the difference is Conte's been there a week, Nuno had been there for mm. a little while, and there was a, an attacking threat. There were one-touch passes and a bit of movement. Uh, and also, the 3-4-3 three, three is a problem going forward. There's no forward midfielder putting balls through for those up front, and he ended up taking Son and Moore off anyway, not all the forwards full. I, th I think he's hit the nail on the head there, Craig, and, and you know... <laughs> We've known each other quite a while, Mark, and you know how I've uh, been banging the drum that we need a playmaker. Yep. And I thought it was yep. such emphasising that. It was side to side to side. And what I think happens, the, the sons of this world, the canes of this world, they make runs 
when there's a playmaker because they know there's someone if they make a run and even if they're 60 meters away he can find yeah. them when they're not and it's side to side they don't want to expel mm. that energy um I'd be absolutely amazed. There's more chance, I think, of my hair growing back than us not signing or trying to sign a, a playmaker in January. But, I mean, is that the problem you see, Mark? Or, or do you think the uh, uh, three at the back was an issue? Uh, I don't think the three. I don't think the three at the back is an issue. I, I think, yeah, I, I, I know, Chris. You've been saying about a playmaker since Ericsson left, and saying we need to replace him. Um, and where other people were going about other positions, you've always been very adamant that that was the, the one um, position we needed to replace before anyone else. So credit to you, <laughs> you spotted it a long time ago. But um, yeah, we definitely need that type. Of it's not necessarily needed, is it? Because Liverpool don't play with a playmaker, but they no, but... play. We're seemingly trying to play with one because we're keeping the ball. Yeah. But, and, yeah. Um, yeah. uh, there's two different ways of being able to play. If you look at American football, for example, right, they have something called a quarterback, but mm. only 50% of the time do they actually use the quarterback. The rest of the time, they're using something called running backs, where, where they get the ball and they run forward with it. Our team's a bit like that. We've got a lot of people that can grab the ball and run forward with it. But what we need is someone like an Ericsson, who's a quarterback, who can get the ball, spot the pass, and ping it across, you know, 20, 30, or thread it through. And that can open up defenses. If you're running at defense, they can just close you off. They can push you to the side. So that's that. in a way, that can defend it. If more is on it, he can spit, run around people a little bit. But if not, then you're going to get nowhere with it. And then you're going to have to take shots from 30 yards out, which is pretty much the only shots we've got around here. Um, but coming back to one little point, though, just to clarify to the, to the viewers out there, right, yeah, that the type of malarkey, right, yeah, that gets played out when it comes to words is this. If you set your stall out to say that this player is worth 200 million, you will not receive any offers for less than that. Therefore, technically, you have not received an offer. Now, Pep is the only manager I've ever seen who, who on, on a live broadcast where he's being interviewed, actually talk about a particular transfer. When he talked about Levy, he literally spat venom out at Levy and said, what a really fantastic businessman. That's really nasty talk. Which is why, why I think so? he didn't negotiate, which is a lot of the reason that's why what I he said. The, way, the way they tapped up Kane mm-hmm. was a joke. And well, I think that's part yeah. of the reason why we said, well, no, we're not going to, we're not going to, the way Kane tapped himself up on Sky, which was the start of me. I said we weren't going to come on to it, but we, we are now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was, that, that's what pissed me off the most. Like yeah. the Gary Neville interview when we had important games coming up still the next day, in fact, against Aston Villa. That was the start of it. Um, final, the final then, was coming up. Yeah, exactly. Then he knew then what was going on, and I think that we said, "No, we're not going to put up with this. We're not going to be. We're not going to be that bullied club anymore, like we were with Berbatov and Carrick." Yeah, Man City think they're this big club, but back in the day, I know finances were slightly different. If Alex Ferguson wanted to play, that player desperately wanted to go to Man United. He did everything he could. Mm. Now it, it's changed, and. It's okay to talk about Man United. It's okay to talk about Sir Alex Ferguson, right? Yeah, in a way to turn around and say that they've got the power and the balls to get the things that they want. But for example, Man City, no, 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 no. We're not allowed them to do it exactly the same way. Both clubs are wrong because the way they bought Berbatov us, right? Yeah, and the way Levy Mm. taught us, that was a disgrace to our club, man. On the final day, on the final hour of the transfer window, we lose our number one. we got Fraser Campbell in. Come on, they were fair. Come on. <laughs> Spot on. Spot on. But listen, uh, yeah, uh, Mark is absolutely right. I think we've like, 
I, I, know, I know we've talked about this to death, right, yeah? But for some reason, it's just not going away. I wish they would just hold him, get him out of the way, because it's, it's almost like a wound that's constantly there. Because every time we see a poor performance, I mean, Bob Spurs said this a long time ago. He goes that Kane has opened himself up, that every time he has a poor performance, the, player, the fan base is going to get on his back. And we're actually seeing that manifested. Well, well, Bob, Bob's very literally just said that, yeah. So, All right. So yeah, basically, absolutely. if we can push that to one side and actually have a look at the rest of the team, are there any signs of improvement that we can see here? You know, and literally the way I look at it is that Conte is watching this. That particular game was the type of game that we would have lost lastminute.com, right? But for some reason, Conte did a few, you know, if he did a few changes, he, he actually said, I made a few changes, right? And literally that was an acceptance to the fact that Nuno wouldn't have done so. I think Poch used to be rather reluctant to do so. So, in, and Jose was terrible at that as well. Right. Mm. So I think to a certain degree, we've actually got a manager that's actually got a little bit of now when it comes to making changes when they're necessary. He just needs the players to be trained to do what he wants them to do. Be sitting on the bench, waiting and eager to get on. Right. We've turned around and thought to ourselves that we don't have depth in squad. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. We don't. But if you look at, for example, right. Yeah. That top teams can sometimes go up against like mediocre sides, but that the mediocre sides can win. So basically, if you got players, even if they're not top, top quality, if they believe and are willing to work hard enough and listen to their manager and believe and do what he tells them to do, and the manager himself has got tactical nouns, then you can get those players to step forward in terms of the fact that you can say, well, depth of squad is not there, but you can use them to become depth of squad. So I think the system that Conte is doing right now and the way that he's approaching our team is filling us with hope because we've seen with our own eyes, right, yeah, that this is the type of game we would have lost Barely, you understand, under Nuno, right? And maybe even under Jose. But right now, we didn't lose that game. So I'm actually grateful that we got a point. I think both teams deserved a point. I would have liked our team to have won, seriously. You know, 4-1 or something. I want us to go out firing. But to a certain degree, I'm happy that we didn't win the game. Why? Because I think Conte needs to be looking at this. And I don't want the players to think, hey, we're better than we are. I want them to be kept at a level and then for Conte to build them up bit by bit by bit. Like he says, he doesn't like the up and downs. He doesn't like crazy games. And that's what we had in the past. We had them mm. winning a game, you know, 3-4-0 or 4-1 or whatever. And the players think they're fantastic. You know, let's go to TikTok and touch my hat and so on. And then, and then they go out there and then they have another game where they can't get a bloody shot on target. They lose the game in the last minute, right? Yeah, guy looks like he's like, you know, snow boots or something. And, and then they'll come out with some absolute crap in, in the interviews afterwards. This, at least, feels real. I've, I have never had this type of feeling for, since Poch has left. Mm. So, in a way, in Conte, I friggin' trust. Yeah, and mm. what, he, what the comments he made was spot on as well. He said, um, he said he has to be pleased of it. What was really missing was that final pass, the, 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 the final pass and the final fact. It was. It was just either too slow and didn't get to the player or it was just too fast and too in front of... If we would have got some of that, like some of the, there was one move where it was just like you said before, Chris. That was one touch passing. It was pop. They were just mm. popping it off, and I was like, "Wow, this is like." And it was just the final ball that just didn't come off. Um, it will come, and I really like what he's saying in terms of we're you know we're building something. It's not you know he, he know he doesn't like them up and down games. He needs consistency. There's no point, as you just said, winning one week 3-0 and then getting battered 4-1 the next week. He wants consistently winning, 
players knowing what they're doing in the position they're in, what they're doing. This is your job. That's your job. Kane will be told, as you've already said, Chris, you stay up front. Part of the mm. reason we all know why he's dropping off because he's our most creative player <laughs> as well as our <laughs> at the minute. So, you know, it, he, he he will get there. And he know this guy, this guy, man, like, Mr. Camshaw supported Tottenham longer than me. I don't know about you. I, I come in the Terry Venables days. That was my first one. I've mm. never been oh, so man. excited. I've never been so excited by a manager, management appointment. I love Pochettino. I wasn't excited when he took over because um, I knew him at Southampton. I thought he was okay. He was brilliant. But I've never been this excited by a management appointment. It's like, for me, not as big as Klinsman because I was, I was super excited for that one. But it's not far off it. It's not far off it with a Van der Vaart, Bow coming back. This is massive for Tottenham. It's massive. And people moaning, I don't get you because this guy is going to change things. And it's really mm. exciting. I mean, yeah, Bob Spurs put some comments here. Now, we've already shown this one, but no one foresaw the decline in performances from Kane. We all celebrate when he decided to stay, but doing what he did allowed the fan base to make their own opinion and question Kane's commitment. Pretty much exactly what Mr. K said. And then he goes on, he's one of our world class players. Kane needs to show he wants to play for Spurs more than Conte having to prove anything to Kane. I think he'll come God good. If not, I'll see ya. I think. Conte, Conte said it in Euro 2020, didn't he? Kane coming deep is all good because he's good at it. But if I was coach, he wouldn't be leaving the penalty box because that's where he's Ooh, devastating. Yeah. But I still think we need that playmaker to do that. And <laughs> I mean, the self-entitled attitude Man City in an overrated pen went on during the summer meant I hated City more than Arsenal for a bit. I mean, absolutely. It's uh, true. It's true. Uh, uh, Brian McFarlane's uh, come in. Hi, Brian. How you doing? <laughs> Fraser, Effing, Campbell, Keenan, Berbatov, God, Levy is a piss taker. Yeah. Uh, Adam, I think Conte's on the touchline. Wondering how fans put up with this every week. But like you said, Mark, he won't be wondering for that that long because he will make changes. And in terms of a playmaker, he can't do anything until January. But he can he could easily put someone who get someone to try passes. Uh, Craig says it's more about getting a replacement for Kane. It's not easy bringing the player in on the same value that Kane's been to our club, which isn't. Uh, but you know, you can bring in a different kind of striker, I guess. Uh, Ryan says there's no way we replace Kane. And Craig, I mean, uh, this is exactly what what was said on Eugene's channel. It'll take time for the players to adapt to a new system in a three-four-three. The front three are very narrow, relying on the space down the wings and crosses into the box. But I mean, in the last year, Jose, Nuno, and now Conte, they've been learning three different systems. Um, but yeah, uh, no shots on target again. Uh, we, we've already kind of mentioned this, but it will come, won't it, Mark? I mean, we had one off the post. Uh, we had Reggion that got blocked. If he hadn't got blocked, it's it's probably not going in. It probably would have been saved, but that counts. And uh, I can't remember the Everton player that you mentioned. A little ben trickle, but, 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 yeah, but it's not counts, just but, this game, though. It's not just this game. It's been like how many years? Four hours of play. Yeah, but it's been a consistency. Game, than the, um, what was the last game? United. It was a lot better than the United game. There was there, there was uh, stuff to be. Hmm, I can see something happening there. If, if uh, just a little more care, whereas United was just nonsense. But uh, yeah, Lacelso. Uh, what what really annoyed me in the game <laughs> is corner. <laughs> uh, how did you know, Mister? Uh, like, and and. and I could play a better corner than that because I understand to get a corner past first man, it's got to be off the bloody air, off off the floor. And, and have you ever wondered why, in the past, have you ever wondered why in the past Kane used to take corners? 
Yeah. <laughs> and this is a team, Everton, that have conceded so many goals from corners. So surely you know, putting it in the danger area, it's up to the strikers or the defenders that come up. But, oh, I mean, he, I, did, I know. he was very unlucky with that shot off the post. And then he bloody does that. It's just typical of the guy and myself so he has a really good game then he has a couple of awful ones and it was just it was a two-minute snapshot of his career so far mm. annoyed me so much i don't know I, I at risk of getting absolute pelters for this right yeah. and i went fucking mental sorry for swearing <laughs> i don't know if we're allowed to swear at the minute i was after 10 minutes but... yeah i went mental in in at the stadium but being there it was Bloody, I'm, I'm not trying to make excuses. It was a shit corner. Really, it was terrible. I mean, needed it to go into the box. But if you watch yeah. it, I don't know if you can watch it again. It was very windy. They sent blue across him. Right. You don't know if you can see in the screenshot, Endon Belly was coming and he was going, mm. do I go to him? And you know, yeah. if you, you know when you're caught in two minds on something. It goes nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's what it, he's a professional footballer. It was shit. But I think he was caught in two minds. Try and watch it again, and you'll see him going to go to where. Yeah, I, I, I did notice yeah. that, but, uh, but in response to that, Undumbele should have pissed off. This is a team that can see the goals from corners, well, put it in I the know. bloody box. Don't worry. Well, that's why I was shouting. Just get it in, and then that, that, uh, that was I mean, the result. It was terrible. Yeah, but he was unlucky with the shotgun. No, that's there. because Mark, Mark, you still had hope at that time. That we might oh, get. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd given up by then. I'd say, no <laughs> way. If we get a goal, we've stolen the game. Yeah, I mean, there, there were two real talking points. We talked about the red card, the Everton penalty appeal. I think he got to the right decision. But what I'd be livid about is if I was an Everton fan, is that I thought the game has to carry on. And then when it goes out of play or whatever, then it stops. If you look at it again, Richarlison, to his credit, it's got out. And Loris is in no man's land. All he has to do is curl it in and the ref pulled it back. So in terms of the the the, the decision by VAR, it was the right decision, Mr. K. But if you were an Everton fan, you'd be pretty cheesed off that you weren't allowed to play on when goals go in and then they get pulled back like 20 minutes later for offside, whereas this one wasn't allowed, which... But it was the right decision. I, I, I thought in real time he, he must have got a hand to that. I mean, I wasn't sure. Uh, no, because it was a penalty um, shout. Because the referee uh, assumed that he saw a penalty, he blew, he, he, in his mind, it's 100% a bona fide penalty. Mm. So he stopped it. So he was, he was acting upon that. Unlike other circumstances where someone shoots and you go back and find out something was offside, that happens later on. But this particular one, it looked for all intents and purposes, that's a full-blown penalty. Uh, from, the, from the referee's perception, where he was looking from, Right. And, and even if, if you were looking from there, it looks like a blatant penalty because it looks like Richardson's got the foot there, got the ball there first, and then Lloris has taken him down, right? Now, obviously, if you're looking from a side, right, yeah, you'll see the fact that Lloris has actually got his hand on the ball and the ball's gone sideways, not forward. Mm -hmm. So you know from the momentum of the ball that Lloris has got some touch on the ball. Now, VAR at that particular time got into the referee's ear and said, hold on, mate, you better have a look at this. Otherwise, it's going to be in the newspapers tomorrow, right? And what you said earlier, so what should you do as a referee? And I think to a certain degree, this is where I think a little bit of the confusion or the naivety or the lack of maturity. You have two choices, right? Yeah, you can either drop the ball between two players and then the one of the players turns around and says, you know what, you, go on, take it, because it's really yours. Uh, Richardson was in a dangerous position, um, but I, there was one defender of ours that was actually a, towards the goal mouth. Mm. So it wasn't a, it was a, it wasn't a full blown certainty that he just knock it over and it would go no, in no. because we had a defender there. But 
Hugo was completely in no man's land at the time. Mm. So I understand the, the, the frustration that Everton feel, but I don't care. <laughs> <They're Everton. laughs> Yeah. But, I mean, Mark, it works in the other way around. I don't know if you remember Bergvine's debut, Man City. It, play went on for two minutes before it got pulled back for penalty. So it works the other way around. So I think, I mean, it's benefited us in a way. I mean, like Mr K says, there's no guarantee he would have scored because there was someone back. But it, it would have been a clear chance for him. Mm. And he didn't get that chance and then he didn't get the penalty. So there's been no clear chance. Um, but, yeah, I mean... It was brilliant by Lovis. It was obviously risky, but he, he, he did well. He obviously thought, I can get mm. this ball. And I, 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 I don't know whereabouts you were at the ground, if you were that end or the other no, end. No, we was right down the other end. Time, but yeah, oh, you probably did. But I, I, I thought that how close he was to Richardson, he must have got something on the ball there. I definitely um, thought that. I'm not saying it. I, I shouted straight away. He won, he got the ball. Because I think Mr. Mr. already said, you could see the ball move as he went down. So it's clear that he pushed it for me. I thought yeah. it was actually a lot clearer in the ground than when I watched it on the TV. I was like, did he touch the ball? Like shouted out. Yeah, he definitely got it. But when I watched it on the TV, it wasn't as clear as what I thought it was. Um, but Chris, before we started doing the YouTube stuff, how often do we bang on about VAR and all the bad decisions? <laughs> How week, often, wasn't it, every single we benefit the most out of it. Yeah, no, but, <laughs> yeah, but not just, we didn't used to just go about Tottenham. We used to just go about all the games, and yeah, it was about yeah. three or four a week. It's 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 really improved this season. I have to say, but, but I, I think, think that's because the referees are being encouraged to go to the monitor like they were in yeah. World Cups and Euros. Yeah. Well, if you think before, about it for one it second, just... the decision. Mark's right. Mark's actually got a very valid point because for years there used to be a frustration in in fans that were paying attention. Right, yeah that the opposition players were able to get up and get away with things that they should not be able to. I mean, I remember, for example, right, yeah, um, when we played against um, Chelsea and Kane went down on the side and Terry was kicking the crap out of his back. Mm. That should have been sending off. But in those days, I remember when, for example, Danny Rose scored a goal against Chelsea right towards the end, uh, which, which enabled us to win the game. And then he got absolutely poleaxed by Cahill. That's a sending off, right? So, to a certain degree, since VARs come in, now, even when VAR first came in, there wasn't enough in the referee's ear to say, hold on, mate, rewind that, have a look. But mm -hmm. now that's started to become more and more consistent, it's actually coming into, coming into our favour, right? Why? Because I think there's always been a certain degree of bias against Tottenham when it comes to the officials, when it comes to the punters, and when it comes to people reviewing what's actually happening with their team. You know, including the fans, where, where they don't seem to notice, like, hold on a second, didn't Rose, didn't Danny Rose get absolutely cut in half by Cahill? Why is nobody mentioning it? So, so I think the perception is we got used to having that type of adverse reaction to any type of official decisions, and we've got on with it. But now, slowly, slowly, bit by bit, the truth is starting to be shown towards the referees. Hold on, mate, you need to have a proper look. You can't get away with this anymore. I mean, some decisions for, some decisions against. I understand, but at least it's fair. It's a lot better this season, I have to say. I'm, I've not really complained about it once this season. Um, it just, it, it's not slowing down the game, really. You do get a bit more excitement. You do know as soon as the ref goes to that monitor, though. Um, I've only seen one decision not overturned. I'm sure it was Tottenham. Do you remember? I can't yeah, remember it was. It was, it was. Yeah, I can't remember it was against. <laughs> I can still feel the bitterness yeah, yeah. somewhere. It definitely was. It definitely <laughs> He went there, he said, no, I still made the right decision. No, oh, God. What a, I, I remember I, I, it. Was it 40 minutes I mean, in? I, what a cock. 
<laughs> Mr. K says there, I mean, the battle of the bridge if they are in that, that would have been a oh, very God. decent game come the end. Yeah, uh, yeah. a couple more comments. Uh, uh, Jay from Retro NUFC, good evening, guys. How are you doing, Jay? Uh, he was on for the uh, Newcastle game, lovely guy. Uh, Craig Bowler as well. I've noticed for Inter this weekend, Bastoni was pushing into the opponent's box, same as Davis and Romero. Conte style formation seems quite fluid, can't work it out at the minute, but. It, it, it's only been like a week. It's only been a week. It's going to take a little time for that that to all come. I, I would suggest. Um, but yeah, and, and that brings us on nicely. Uh, Conte, are there signs of changes already, uh, Mister K? Uh, and actually, uh, uh, I should have asked, what are they? <laughs> right. Okay. <clears throat> the first change, right? Yeah, is we've actually got a manager that's willing to sit in pre-conferences and post-conferences, who's able to actually give us information. One of the biggest problems we had with Tottenham was transparency. Okay, so with Jose, he would he would sidetrack the issue and joke about other things. With Nuno, he just wouldn't say diddly squat. No. With Mason, he would he would say exactly what you know Levy wanted him to say, right? And Poch was too diplomatic. With Conte, he's actually giving the fans, the ones that are actually watching the game, that actually love the games, forget the politics, but love the game. He's giving us information which we can now properly analyze. And that information is factually based. So that's the first thing which I get, is that the transparency right here is starting to get there between us, the manager, and what we're seeing our players doing on the pitch. Now, he does say, I will not talk about individual players. That's fine. I think he's right. Because sometimes the media will try to inflame a situation by focusing the attention towards one player or another. Right. And technically, if you look at football, it's a team game. We play together. We win together. We lose together. That includes that we have the fans. We need to join in with that. We need to go there with the team. And if we lose, fair enough, we lose. We lose together. But sometimes in the past, when the team used to lose, the team used to lose, but we used to take it out on them. Right. Because we didn't see the fight, the heart. Now, Conte is saying, listen, we can improve tactically. We can include, we can improve physically, but he says that basically the heart and the passion of a player cannot be taught. And therefore he's pleased because the positive thing I get is that the player showed me that, that they're willing to fight for one another and all that type of stuff, right? The heart part of it. Now, as, as fans, you know, with your team, team wins or loses, you want to see that heart. Now, I reckon the one of the reasons why we've not seen the heart is because the tactical stupidity that some of our players do just distracts you from the absolute tenacity of how they're trying to approach the ball, right? I remember once, right, yeah, Lamella, like, had the ball all by himself, right, yeah, and he just went, and he just fell down. <laughs> His feet, <laughs> this, this is before he went. And, you know, and he was one of our players that, that, that showed the most amount of heart, okay? So the stupidity of how they play sometimes overshadows... Uh, the, the, the heart that they really have for the club, right? So, it's a, you know, I think Conte telling us that plus us, you know, hearing it is probably the best thing. That, that is a sign of change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. this Talking of Newcastle, Newcastle have just appointed Eddie House. That would be interesting how yeah. he does. Craig's also said uh, it's interesting Spend allowing your left and right centre-backs to overlap to your win-backs. I, I must be honest, Craig, I never actually noticed that. I don't know if you did, Mark, uh, at the game. But one of the big things that Conte has changed, which was mentioned in the commentary, which isn't going to take effect now, it would take, probably take a month, is, and I don't know how many Nuno had, he's, he's brought three fitness coaches with him. 
So if really? any players wow. are under the illusion or aren't sure if they're going to have extra sessions, I would bank, I uh, bet my bottom mm. dollar that you're having extra sessions for a little while. Well, wow, that's Just amazing, isn't it? Two years ago. Well, the um, two, three yeah. years ago, we, you know, we were all moaning, not we, but basically the perception was poor old players are being overworked by Poch. <laughs> now, it seems to me that there's always this little voice that seems to be nattering around right here that seems to stir things up, including what happened to with Kane. And then we as fans, we like, you know, a bit fickle. We're going to start talking about it and half of us are going to get split. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is another situation, right? Mm. Yeah, I mean, what do you think of the big changes that he has made? Well, the, the changes that, that he has made, the big changes that he will make. And, and do you think, because I, I think he'll be split with the Spurs fan base. Some will love him, some will hate him, because he will chew out some of the fans' favourites. So I, I don't want to call anyone out, but Deli Alley, Deli Alley. He, if he laughs when uh, Conte says you're shit at training like he did with uh, uh, Jose, Conte's likely to run across the room and strangle him and pin him up against the wall. Um, but yeah, what, what do you think, uh, Mark, are the changes he kind of that are showing at the moment and, and the big changes that will be evident yeah. uh, soon? Well, I think the big change that we've seen is we've he's had two games and he's played exactly the same team twice. Um, so that's a massive change because there wasn't the chopping and changing for the Europa Conference League. Um, he wanted to see them and he saw the mistakes that they made on Thursday night. And I reckon he worked on that training field, trying to tighten up that defence after some shocking defending on, on Thursday. And we saw the change because we kept a clean sheet. So we didn't see the as much attacking intent. But that's a balance, isn't it? That's what I, that's the way I took out them two games. He just needs to get that balance now. We showed some great attacking play um, on Thursday night, but we were rubbish defensively. Um, and not as much um, attacking intent yesterday. Although, as he said, it was them final balls. Whether they were too heavy or too slow, they just didn't quite come off. Um, we will get there. Um, it's definitely uh, He will definitely get there. And what I really liked... Well, you've said it. He's brought in three fitness coaches. What were we worst at under Nuno on mm. the stats? Yeah. Of running. What were we best at under Pochettino? He would go and go and go. And if it got to like the last minutes, you said before, was I still expecting a goal, Mr. K? You don't under you. We haven't really felt that. But under Pochettino, I always mm. thought, right? I would. I, I never got. If it was the 80th minute and we, it was one all or nil nil, I thought, oh, we can still win this. We, and I, it was yeah. it was a bit. It weren't just like blind faith. It was I actually believed we can still go and win this. What was yeah, the Swansea game? Was it with the Swansea? Yeah, game? I think that was one nil to them after eighty-eight yeah. minutes or something. And we won three-one. Like three, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's exactly the same as Ferguson's Man United. Like you know, people say, "Oh, they're lucky they get all this extra time." If you're putting pressure, pressure, pressure on for so long, eventually that pressure tells because. Even the best defenders are going to lose concentration and mentally aren't going to be all there if they're under constant, constant pressure. It's exactly what what, what you said, Mark, under Pochettino. It's because of that pressure and that comes from attacking play. You're never going to get that with 30% with Jose and whatever the hell Nuno decided mm. his tactics were. But um, yeah, Craig's also added, uh, he thought it was just Davies Romero being really keen to impress Conte, but into centre-backs were doing a day doing the same. It's not all the time, but they were getting in the box at points of the game. I think Conte is so meticulous. I got with the idea with Nuno that he didn't really have a plan B and he was like, half the reason why he sat there with his arms crossed was 
because it was a deer in the headlights. Whereas Conte is meticulous and there's always a plan B. There's always a plan C. Mm. And I mean, like I said, I didn't notice that what Craig said. If you have that, that's proper astute notice in that. Um, but if if they were doing that, it's because Conte has told them to. It's not because they're trying to go, well, let's see what happens if we do, do this. And, and, yeah. and then <laughs> Conte has said one of the Conte fittest coaches is uh, specifically for Ndombele. I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think he needs two. I think he needs two, and there's one fitness coach for the rest of the team, and he's got two for himself. Um, no, but Conte is the type of manager where he wants you to do what he's told you to do, mm. not do what you think might be right. What he's told you to do, and he will absolutely go berserk when you don't. And the reports have come out from other players, top professionals out there, that turn around when he's had a go at players for doing what they think is right. And he said, look, why didn't you do what I said? And they've gone away, even though they got bruised that he's had a go at them, they've all turned around and said, you know what? He was right. Because they had time to think about it. Now, the only way you could do that is if you become humble, right? So if you've got any characters in that dressing room who think they're bigger than the manager, <laughs> goodbye, right? This, now, 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 think about it for a second, right? Yeah, we had Jose, right? Who you know, very big sort of personality. But even towards the end of his tenure, it looked like some of the players thought they were bigger than him. Mm. They could snigger. Ah, well, you know, we just kicked the ball around a little bit. He's going to get sacked. Let me go and touch my hat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me keep passing the ball sideways so that I keep getting completed passes. My stats are good. So eventually when I get my transfer right, yeah, Levy's going to turn around and say, look at all these completed passes and all the rest of it. These minutes that he's appeared. Look, he's appeared in the final. You know, now I can sell him. I can say, yeah, man, he's been in finals. He's played against Barcelona or Real Madrid and scored a goal. Where This is all the type of malarkey and games that the, some of the players used to get away with. Under Conte, that's not going to happen because this guy keeps using the word kill. <laughs> well, Adam, Adam theorizes that some of the players have never heard the word humble. If they haven't, they soon bloody will, I tell you. He is not one Conte to... Uh, I can't remember who it was on Sky. They were talking about Man United after the City game, and they it might be Carragher, but I can't remember. It was a the top teams, the top managers. They mentioned Chelsea, they mentioned Liverpool, they mentioned Man City. If you don't perform and, and work and do what the manager wants under Tuchel, Klopp, Guardiola, you're out of the team. And Nuno couldn't afford to drop anyone. Yeah. I don't think he really knew what he was doing. To I, I think so I quite I like think Nuno. He, West Conte has no problem dropping Kane if. Kane isn't doing what he wants. And, and, and not just drop him to the bench. He's got no, no problem telling him to stay at bloody home. Um, Look, at the end of the yeah. day, if Conte turns around to Kane and tells him to stay at home, I 100% back Conte on that. Mm -hmm. because, yeah. because he knows, you know, this is what we need to trust. We need to rely upon the professionalism and the quality of any individual that's in our club. You know, if I want a property portfolio, then I need to trust Levy. But when it comes to football, I trust Conte. Mm. Um, in terms of transfers, I think Paratici is definitely that type of sort of good director of football. He may not be absolutely the very best, but he just got here as well. So we mm. need to give time towards these particular people who have worked in top, top clubs. Mm. You know, sometimes I think the fan base right here, they, they like to rubbish people which are top of their game. And I don't understand what qualifies us. Mm. To be able to do that type and say those type of things, sometimes, of course, we, we need a form of entertainment. 
And obviously, we're going to know whether we're, for, we're entertained or not. But if this is a journey, sometimes the journey itself is really exciting. For example, when Berbatov, right, yeah, got sold, all of us, we went on a journey that year with Redknapp. You know, Bale was the type of player that came in every time he played for our team, we lost the game. We went on that journey where we went all the way up and it was, it was so exciting to get to that end, to get into the top four. And I think that the individual blips that we come across right here are easy to hurdle if we're, if we're, like I said, we win together and we lose together. As fans, we need, to, we need to win together with the players. We need to lose together with the players. And I think sometimes our fan base is what they call fickle, it, that they, 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 they're too tyrannical when they see something slip. And I'm thinking to myself, hold on a second, some of these people, like, you know, some of these players, they've been with our club for a very long time. And just like that, they're dead to us. I think that's wrong. And we, and we want loyalty from them when we don't give them loyalty back. And that's what winning together is. That's what playing together. And Conte has even said this. I will not talk about individual people because we are a team. If we start talking about individuals, then we're, we're no longer active. You know, we're going to let go of the word team. So it's us and we. And I think that's very good. He said it straight. He, did, he didn't mince in his words about it. He's, he's not like he's hiding something. He's just turning around and saying that the philosophy of thinking about us as a team, speaking about us as a team, is going to enable us to physically act as if we're part of a team. When our team is losing 2-0, and it's like, you know, the 80th minute, are we going to be throwing shade on the players and telling them they're rubbish? Or are we behind them to lift them up as if we're the 12th man to hope that they win it? You know, we have to back them up. If we don't give them that in the stadium, what's the point of having the stadium? Well, I'll come on to that in a second. Uh, firstly, from Craig, I think that's why he's playing Davis for that reason, the whole Inter Milan um, uh, comparisons. Uh, to push forward on occasion, maybe the same player Romero on the right instead of in the middle like he did at Atlanta. Uh, it's definitely a Conte thing. But I mean, uh, Mr K's comment there, Mark, um, that, you know, we're digging players out. Do you think that comes from a higher expectation before Poch, we've been in the Champions League once. He gets us there four times in a row, multiple semi-finals, a final, Champions League final. Do you think the expectation has been raised? And now, and certainly, like like you said, with under Poch, exciting football, never say die attitude, completely die on, on that sort with a, a Jose and Nuno. So do you think it's a higher expectation now? Because West Ham will have that in how long when, when they slip because of where they are now. And they had it in the past, didn't they, when Redknapp got them fifth and then they uh, struggled. Mm. Man United have had it, Arsenal have had it. So do you think it's a, a we've got a higher expectation now and that's why we dig players out more because we've seen what they can be capable of and they're not reaching those heights? Yeah, I think partly it's that. I think there is... Um, look, it's a combination of things, isn't it? We know that we pay the highest ticket prices so the fans have got the right to mind when they're seeing crap on the pitch. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, when you see the downfall of like a player like Deli Ali, who was, you know, he was an 80, 90, 100 million pound player and you see the decline of him, um, that can be frustrating because you know it's in there and he's still young enough and then you wonder what's what's happened to this guy. And I suppose you see us signing players like Endon Bele, who was tearing up for Leon and not coming here and doing the job that we thought he was going to do it in replacing Dembele. 
Um, another one in the Celso, we paid a lot of money. There's a lot of frustrating things. And then you see we got rid of the uh, a manager that we all loved and bringing in Mourinho, a serial winner, but he was on his way. There's so many things that have just been been quite just been quite depressed since the Champions League final, isn't it? Really, to mm -hmm. be honest, with you. we've had for me personally, I've only had two real like high moments, really, and that was when Bal come back. I was absolutely buzzing, mm -hmm. and this Conte thing. To be honest with you, they're the two things. And, and, and Ajax. No, I mean since the Champions League final. Oh, oh, sorry. Okay. Getting to the Champions League final. So, so essentially Ajax. Essentially, I yeah. mean the Ajax, yeah. Since then, there's only been two moments where... And how long ago was Ajax? Like, hmm. was what was two, it? Two, years three, two, three seasons ago or something? You know, we've oh, had... my days. Yeah. Uh, oh, my uh, I'll be the type to be saying, well, I remember the war. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and... and... <laughs> That that but that is genuinely like the two moments because we saw like I wasn't excited about Mourinho. I I loved Mourinho when he first. Not I'll rephrase that. I really liked Mourinho because he come in with this like sort of brazen. Just you know, I like the arrogance of the man. To be honest, it was different. It reminded me of Clough. Like it was different. It come in. I'm a winner. And I'm a special one. I hate Chelsea, but I loved all that. But we just got a broken Mourinho. So and we got rid of our. We got rid of Pochettino at the same time. So I wasn't, I was behind him to begin with. I said, well, look, I can understand if you really want to get rid of Pochettino, this is probably the best man to try and, he's not a great fit for Tottenham, but yet hope he can just bring us a trophy. I don't care if he's going to play shit. But I wasn't, it's not exciting. Yeah. And that's what it is, mate. I think we've just been so low of all these different things. It's been a cycle of crap, to be honest mm. with you. Well, the whole Mourinho thing was a complete waste of time, wasn't it? You bring the guy yeah. in to win a trophy, he gets a chance to win a trophy, and you sack him a week before. So it was yeah. a complete and utter waste of time, waste of complete money, and God knows how much money they paid to him in the compensation as well. I think if you've got... Pochettino, if you're going to waste your time, aren't If you've got yourself a chairman at the top that doesn't have any... Law, that doesn't show loyalty, then, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to trickle its way down. He's he's often bypassed. I mean, look, let's not go into a levy out to rent right yet because boy, <laughs> you you need about six seven hours with me. Uh, but but it, it, on a positive light, on a positive light, we've got an international break. Okay, not all the players will be going out internationally, but we do have quite a few international players. Um, it will give time for Conte to start to work on things, you know, sitting inside the Tottenham training grounds with his staff, and he has a lot of staff. You know, um, and also, obviously, on top of that, you've also got the youth setup that he can, he can, you know, the, the staff which are in the youth setup, he can, he can call upon them as well. Okay, because I've seen Ryan Mason spending a lot more time um, with Conte. Um, I mean, look, look, generally, I, I, I know there was a lot of negativity around Ryan Mason towards the end of last season. Personally, I've always liked the boy. Yeah. Always, always liked the boy. He wasn't going to set the world on fire as a footballer, but. To me, I just like his demeanor. I like his gentleness. I like his kindness. Uh, I thought he got a raw deal, uh, being in between to rock and a hard place. And obviously, at the end of the day, after the horrific injuries that he had, um, for Levy to bring him in to the coaching site setup, uh, he's got to be, you know, he's, he, if that was me, I, I, would, I would have, from my perception, I would have seen Levy's softer side, family side, you know, the fatherly figure side. And I too would speak the way Ryan Mason did. 
And I think we as fans, we were so upset at the time because of Jose being taken away, the cup final coming. It's almost like we hung our hopes that season. Because when it started off, like you said, with Bell coming in, we hung our hopes that season. We have to win something. Mm. And that was our last desperate sort of attempt. Uh, you know, the, the, the hope was fading, but we weren't giving. And that dashed all our hopes. And we took it out on maybe this person or that person, whatever. Um, and I think now with Conte being here, we can stop talking about all this malarkey on the side. And we can start to be a little bit patient mm. and looking for signs of improvement little by little. Absolutely. We've definitely got a manager that's going to talk to us. Yeah. Like talk mm. to Gay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, back, back to your point, um, um, Mark. Craig says, the team cycle ended in the Champions League final. It's taken a while to get our new cycle started properly. You can understand fans' frustration. It's what Pochettino said, isn't it? The painful rebuild. It, it's taken, I don't know, <laughs> three years and it's still needed. Um, do, do you think, I mean, I, I, I'm going to have a show on Friday talking about Conte because it's an international break, so we won't go into it in a huge amount of detail, but do you think Levy will back him, Mark, in the transfer window when Conte says, I want this player, I want that player, I want this player out, I don't care how much money you get for him, just get him out of my squad. Do you think Levy will back him? Because if he does, it's good. But I'll be furious because he should have done it three bloody years ago when the guy who deserved that chance was getting a second and, champ and Champions League finals asked for it. But I, I suppose there's the old saying, better late than never. But... And, and Conte, if he doesn't get it, he's likely to just go, well, fuck you, then I'll walk off. So do you think Levy will do what Conte says? Or do you think Levy will be Levy in January? And um, it's last chance saloon for Levy for me. Um, I, I'm... I haven't asked you this yet, Chris, because I've not done like a proper pod with you for a while. We've really spoken about Levy. So me and you both, and Mac when we used to it with him, we were all on the boat of let's give Levy a chance. We could see good things. I I I got off that boat when the, the contact we didn't get Conte in the summer, and I thought that it was down to Levy and I cancelled my membership. And I got, you know, I said, I'm not going to the club shop and I'm fully levy out now. I, I was done with him. I, that was it for me. That was, that was the end of it. Where are you now on the levy in, levy out? And, and now, let me go back. I'm starting. I, I've, I've said, look, that's very ambitious getting Conte. For me, the next step is now what he does in January. That's what yeah. I want. If he does that, if he, if he does what I think he's good, if he does what he's meant to do, and why I think Conte's come in, which is giving the tools to do the job, then I can go back on, I'm okay with Levy again. That's where, yeah, I'm, I, where I'm at. I, I, I'm still Levy out, but for different reasons. Because when we were speaking before, I was always in the case, as an owner, you've got to do two things. You've got to make the team stable financially, which he's done. But then you've got to do the best for the actual football team, which he hasn't done. Uh, but I, I, So I was always... 50-50, but then what set me off is uh, it, it's fine to piss off Spurs fans, but when you're potentially putting everyone else out of business with the ESL, league, out of my league. club. Uh, so, I mean, it's all about money with him. It's all about money. So, I'm still... But then, the but then thing, careful what you wish for, because you'll get, like, a billionaire owner who will kill a load of people in different countries or imprison different people, and, and mm. 
you sell your soul, don't you? And, and, and Newcastle win a couple of league in the next, I don't know, five or ten years. But like Man City, it will then become like, well, it's just a cup. We win these all the time. It won't mean anything. I don't want that with Tottenham. Um, See, I'm a very selfish yeah. individual, Chris, and I don't give a crap about that. I just want to win things. <laughs> 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 look, I don't look, care look, guys, guys, at the end of the day, right, yeah? Look, if we're going to be pedantic about this, right, yeah, then technically speaking, all money has co come from blood anyway, okay? If you look, if you look at the wealth that we have, why we call Britain great, right? Yeah, it's come from stolen things around the world, and that's one of the reasons why sport in sport, right? Yeah, people want to play against England. But the thing is now is that, as you said, it's not our business where we are in terms of how we are. In terms of, we don't make those decisions. You know, the FA makes those decisions, or FIFA makes those decisions. It's footballing hierarchy at the top. Now we know behind the scenes that you know you pass the right suitcases of money. But if that's the case, the same thing as our government. What are we going to do there? We're going to come around and not call our government legitimate. You know, so I'm, I'm with Mark with this, where I want the best for my club, right? Now, levy in or levy out doesn't make a difference because that's very personal. It, it's the performance of the job. Is he competent at the job? If he, if, right now, we've got a director of football who comes out and makes statements and, makes, and, and, and talks to us. That's a good thing because that helps with the transparency we now have a manager who's doing the same thing that helps because it gives us transparency what i didn't used to like under uh, under levy was all the cloak and dagger stuff mm. right where where the coach is coming out and like one one eye is looking at you the other eye is looking sideways towards levy what he can and can't say right and that i saw that with poch before he went where he's trying to tell us the fans What's really going on? Right? And, and, you know, lo and behold, some months later, he gets sacked. So I, 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 that's what I didn't like about Levy in terms of the way he operated. And is a leopard going to change his spots? Not really. But it just comes down to finance. So we've got the stadium. We've been there a couple of years. Um, you know, we went, need to win something. The biggest problem right now for Levy is on sports channels, the punters, the Alan Shearers and people like that, they're talking about him this way, the way we're talking about him. They started to focus on this and saying, you know what, this is Levy's last chance. You know, so now in the media, including America and around the world, his name is being tarnished and his name is associated to Tottenham Football Club, which is associated to Tavistock, which is associated to Anik, which is associated to Joe Lewis. So... Joe Lewis doesn't care. He just wants to make money. He's like 205 or something years old or something. But he still wants to make money. right? So long as Levy's making money from him, he doesn't care. But having said that, if you tarnish the global brand, then your value might slip down. And that's where people really do care. right? So with me, you know, whether I like Levy or don't like him, so long as he doesn't interfere with the process of how we get on with our club and you know, who we buy, who we don't buy, um, you know... I couldn't care less. I just care about the success. That matters more to me. If he's crap at, if a player's crap at their job, we want them to go out. If a coach is crap at his job, we want him to go out. If a director of football is crap at his job, we want him to go out. This chairman has clearly proved time and time again he's fucking crap at his job. Right? So it's like, what, why is it okay for him to be wielding the axe on everyone else except himself? So we like to, we as fans want a certain accountability. There's a certain reality in the world where someone's got shares in the place, he's too powerful to get rid of, who's his boss, ain't going to say nothing, we can't say nothing, we feel powerless, helpless. But with Paratici coming in, with 
Conte coming in, us fans, we can start to see a light at the end of the tunnel, with or without Kane. Because our team should be able to win without Kane. Say he's injured, whatever. We still should be able... You cannot win a league if you just rely heavily upon one player. You understand? There, there are times when your rest of the players have to step up and, and put it in. So this is what I hope we get under Conte. It's not, it's not a team built around one player. It's a team. And Conte has said, a much, has said as much. He said exactly the same thing in one of his interviews. He turned around and said, it's not about the one player. It's about the whole team. We don't build a team around one player. Because then if you do, you get ups and downs. Mm. And he doesn't like crazy games. Mm. And, and also, one thing that um, gives me a bit of hope, Chris, about whether we will spend is if you listen, he said it in more than one interview, Conte, more than one interview, he will talk about the infrastructure of the club. He will talk about the training ground. He will talk about the stadium. He talks about the fans. He doesn't say we've got a fantastic squad of players like Marino did when he came. If you go back and listen to what he's saying, go back and listen. He said it in more than one. He's never, ever mentioned. He says, we've got a fantastic infrastructure here. We've got a fantastic training ground here. We've got one of the best stadiums in the world. We've got fantastic fan. He doesn't mention the players. Doesn't yeah. he knows? He knows that Paratiti did, didn't he? But, uh, Conte, Conte hasn't. Conte hasn't, yeah. and he's. I've what he's said it in about three or four different interviews. Because I listen, yeah. I thought, does he mention? Can he's going to mention it this time? And he never does. Right. He never ever mentions the players. He says um, every player. He goes every single player needs to improve. Yeah, and he would improve so, well, them, and he will get rid of. Like you've already said, Chris, he will get rid of some of the ones that we think. Um, a good and who would it be? We don't know yet, but you know, I trust the man to you know. I looked at his subs yesterday and I was like, What the fuck? What's going on? <laughs> what is Doherty coming on and at left back? But he done all right when he come on, yeah, he didn't do too bad, did he? Cross, um, Lacelso, right? The corner was shit, but he got our best shot on shot on goal. Mm. Um, you know, so end on Bele, yes, move on quickly. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of Poch, Craig has said that it was the right time for Poch to leave. He was burnt out. He made two big mistakes selecting Kane instead of Moore in the final, publicly declaring all the players need to go, which is poor. Yeah, I've never thought about that with a V-Bill. The, the, the Champions League final, we didn't lose that because Kane started instead of Moore. But I do think it was a mistake in the sense that Moore obviously played a blinder in Ajax and then he's dropped. So it kind of sends a, a subliminal... <laughs> it's a uh, subtle message to the, the players that if you're not Kane, you can do what you want, and and but you still won't play. Um, Look, every manager out there tells us. Romano, he's he's gone on Twitter, isn't he? That Conte was waiting for United, so wasn't interested in the summer. So we got Nuno temporarily, but I mean that goes against mm. what Conte said. But you know that's yeah. just a Twitter thing, and he doesn't think Levy is having anything to do with the football side anymore. Let's hope so. I don't see why he brought Paratici in if it wasn't the case. He would have just stuck with Steve Hitchin. But, I mean, Paratici and Conte worked together at Juventus and uh, it wasn't too shabby, a partnership, let's put it that way. So ho hopefully that's the case. But uh, last two things in the game, uh, Mark. Uh, Calvert-Lewin didn't play. He's essentially like Kane is to us or certainly was to us. If he doesn't play, if Kane doesn't play, we look completely different. Uh I mean, do, do you think he would have made that much difference? Do you think they would have put more crosses in for a start and then we'd have had more defence to do? Had more defence to do? That's, that's not even English. Had, had more defensive responsibilities? 
Uh, I suppose we'll never know, really. Potentially, potentially they would have done. Um, it's hard to say. He probably, yeah, he probably is there. If you could have any player from Everton, you would have Calvert Lewin. So he obviously is a very important player for them. Um, yeah, and Richarlison would have gone out wide, wouldn't he? Um, so yeah, they would have been look, look, they would have been more threatening with Calvert Lewin because he's a good he's a good player. But um, yeah. That's all you can say, really. We don't know, do we? We'll never know. We'll never know how it would have been if he would have played. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, w- one thing, Mr. Cow, I forgot to ask about this is what I was really pleased about is last year when we were under the co- last year under Nuno and uh, Mourinho towards the end when we were under the cosh, we're all over the place and inevitably conceded the goal. That the penalty kind of changed. The penalty appeal kind of changed the game. Everton fans were massively on the up. You could see Everton players were angry, and it got them on the up. But we rode that storm out. And then we started having chances. Whereas under Nuno, under Jose, never, ever happened. And, and, and Mark touched on it earlier with under Poch. We rode storms um, out and then we started attacking. But that, I, I, I was what particularly it is. pleased with that, that we looked a lot more solid and a yeah. lot more... Able I think to the normal, combat, I think the normal, kind of... a normal squad, right? Yeah, when those type of situations would have occurred, because literally a few minutes later there was another kickoff, right? There was a headbutt and headbutt, right? Mm. Um, I think it was Romero and yeah, he's, uh, he's Richardson. Be careful, Romero. He went, he, he went over the top. Uh, no, that was Richardson him. deliberately. No, that was Richardson deliberately. Mm. Richardson was the actual one that actually went forward to headbutt him. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't. Now need Romero, to be out, though, I think, I think no, he, he needs to be a bit more savvy. I think. Yeah, I, no, that's I absolutely get him getting red card in the previous game. Come on, that, that's just wrong. That was a rugby tackle. Um, but what I'm saying is, everybody knows this. Um, in the Premier League, they already studied the opponents, they've already told their players, listen, rile him up, do something, get in his face, so and so. Let's get him a yellow card. He'll have to watch himself, and then it'll be easy for him to get sent off in the second half, 65 minutes. If we can ride out 35 minutes with, with them down to 10 men, we might stand a chance of winning. You even Jose used to tell us, um, that don't be nice boys. Mm. And Lamella used to go out there and say, "Okay, fine, no problem. I'll, I'll get next man sent off." You know, <laughs> you know, there, there was a shadow that went across his face. Oh no, I've been injured. Um, these are the type <laughs> of tricks. That, you know, these are the type of tricks that we we've we're going to expect um, to be played against our team. But what I saw, what I saw in this game was that the professional attitude of our players that they got on with it. They mm. did not. They did not stop the game. And start getting riled up with the opposition. Instead, they got on with the actual playing of the game, and I thought that was really, really that, that was quite mature and refreshing as well. Because normally we would have—that's how they get underneath our skin. They they create that type of uh, distraction of the mind, which prevents your body from doing what you've been trained to do. And then that would have ended up with Dyer just watching the game or something like that. That's what normally happens. And they're sneaking a goal. I've seen West Ham do that to us plenty of times. Right? So I'm, I'm kind of happy that with Conte being there, that the players have started to realise that they need to just listen to what he said and do exactly what he wants them to do, which is carry on playing. If he tells them to get wind the opposition up and have, go for a fight and go for a scrap, then do it. Because Say, for example, you're going up against a top team. Yeah, fine. You know, cre- you be the ones to create the mess. Um, but in terms of when teams are doing it to you, it was beautiful to see the fact that we would have lost this game. Mm, Honestly, mm. games like this, we would have fallen off. They would have beaten we'd us sat, maybe 2-1 or something. Further and further, we'd have been camped on Norris's goal line. Um, yeah, that's psychological. But they didn't do that. They went forward. Yeah, That's what I was and really was pleased about. 
So there are some yeah. positives in all this. You know, it's mm. been two games. The guys only had like two or three days of training with the players. Um, there's an international break. He's not um, been there a week you know, yet. I, no, yeah, exactly. It's only <laughs> been like, it's been two days and two days. So he's had like one day proper training with the whole team and one day proper training with the whole team. And a second day on each side, which he's had training with peripheral players. Now, the interesting thing is when we thought that he's got two days of training and the first day is going to be with, with the players that didn't play, we thought, okay, then he's going to rotate the squad. But he didn't do that that much in any way. And I thought to myself, that's quite refreshing because there's, he wants a consistency. He's told, the, he told everybody, I want this team not to have crazy games. I want them to be stable. He didn't use the word consistency. He said stable. right? And with, with Conte, I believe that he's very selective over the words he uses. When he was talking, when he first came in and he's talking about our club, he used the word protagonist. Mm. Come on, Giza, that's a complicated word for someone to use when the English is not your native tongue. Right? <laughs> so he's, no, he's very clever in the way he does. Mm. He's very mature in that. He understands how to deal with top brass management. Right? And uh, we'll levy back him. Um, okay, now so th there's reports coming out that basically Conte isn't the type of manager that actually buys really expensive players. What people are forgetting it's called, I sell a player for 50 million, I buy one for 60 million, I've spent 10 million. The problem we've got in our club is that those players are not worth as much as they used to be. And Levy's the type of player that will get 60 million, make it the first year into a loan, and spread the others out over like 50 years or something. Yeah. But like Mark says, it's his last chance. I think if he gets this wrong, a lot of the fan base will really turn on him. And, and yeah. <coughs> last, last point, and um, uh, you were there, so you might have noticed this as well, or, or you might have a better thing. We've obviously talked about Kane, but Sun was getting booed quite a lot by Everton fans, obviously because of the Andre Gomez thing. But mm. anyone who saw that, and anyone who, who, you don't have to be a Spurs fan, he started crying after that, thinking, oh my God, I've broken his leg. So there was no intent there. It was just mm. a, a terrible mistimed challenge. But do you think that the, the boos affected him? Because he wasn't, he didn't look like his normal self at all. Mm. I do think the booze affect. I, I honestly do think the booze affected him. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, he was not himself, and as he was yeah. like coming off the pit, he was the last one off the pitch. Um, and obviously, the Spurs fans were cheering him. His head was down because he was still getting abuse from the Everton fans as he was mm -hmm. coming off. Um, he definitely, yeah, definitely wasn't himself. And I do think he's the type of player that would be affected by that kind of thing. I think. I think he is quite an emotional type of guy. Um, I mean, who the fuck would sign a new contract at Tottenham when you can go anywhere in the fucking world and play at the minute, you know? He could go to any club and, and, and be a starter for me. He's, he's that good. Um, and he signed a new bloody contract. So he, he he doesn't do just things, you know, he's quite emotional. He loves Tottenham, I think, and he loves the fans, and that's why he stayed. Um, anyone else um, would have said, oh, fuck, fuck this, I'm off, like Kane wanted to do, you know? So... Yeah, I do think that it affected him. I do think that because, as you said, I, he didn't mean to to go in no. Gomez. It was an accident. Um, we would probably do yeah. the same if someone did it to one of our players, whether they meant to do it or not. <coughs> I don't blame Everton fans yeah, for no. reacting like There's that. Plenty but, of plenty of our players been taken apart. Yeah, and, and we would do the yeah. same. We would boo, you know, we would we would boo the player as well. So I don't blame the Everton fans, but yeah, I do think it. I do, do think it got to him. Yeah. Um, I mean, what do you think, Mr. K? Because uh, with Son, I think he, Conte will get the best out of him again. Because what I couldn't understand with Nuno is 
at the very least with Jose, we were defensive, but it was defensive with a view of Kane and Son are our goal getters. Let's get them in the game and get them affecting the game. Whereas Nuno was like, "What? I've got Son and Kane hit. Where are they? Um, so Conte will work with, they're our goal getters. Get them in the game. Let, let's defensively shore ourselves up, which I think is probably his first court call and looking at the game yesterday is probably what has been worked on, certainly after the Videsse game that uh, Mark mentioned. But he'll get the best out of Son and Kane. I, I still think he needs a playmaker to do that. Um, Jose I'd, got that done without a, a playmaker. But um, look, yeah, what did you think you, of him yesterday? I think you can take the horse to water, but you can't make it drink. So with Conte, like he will, he will put the system together. He'll get all of the bits and pieces together. But then it's down to the individual players hmm. where they are at this particular stage of you know their mental stability or life or development. Okay, so with with Kane, he's sulking. Uh, it's blatant to see. With Son, he's lost the best partner he had, right? And now he represents the golden boy in our team. Do, where, do you think Kane is sulking, part... or do you think it's just the, the lack of attacking play? Because that that Arsenal game. When I say sulking, oh. sorry, I, I'm I'm being a bit flippant when I say the word sulking. I, I'm actually I, I watch the game a little bit more than that. I know exactly. Why, why he drops his performances, why he, the shoulders are dropping. Because I can see from my perspective that the players are not really treating him the way that they used to treat him before. Mm. Right? I can see that. Like you, you talked about Lo Celso was like the Celso shot was the best one. Kane was clear on through the middle. They didn't pass in the ball. Mm. Right? He's our main striking. He... He's our main striker. Give him the ball. The, main, the guy, he's done a run. And you don't pass the ball. Why not? Instead, you give it to Lo Celso, who goes sideways through there and has to shoot something from 30 yards. And that's our best. So as far as I'm very angry about it, as you can see. Right? <laughs> but the reason why is because I can see these little snides. I can see these little slidey things. Like, like when the Davis, when he passed, the, he, he dropped from the top. He came to the number 10 position. He passed the ball to get the ball. Then he passed it to Davis. And the very first thing Davis did was smack the ball straight back at him without even waiting for Kane to move forward. But like we've been saying, if Conte sees that, he will be saying, I don't give a shit if you don't like him. Give him the bloody exactly. ball. So exactly. that so will come. Son, right, yeah. And if you don't, think, you're out of the team. With, with Son, I think basically, he look, look, Son wears his emotions on his sleeve. Right? And that's what we love about Sonny. Right, because he gives one hundred and ten percent all the time, but when he's emotionally down, it's very difficult to pick him up, mm. because there has to be somebody on the pitch that needs to pick him up. Before he had Kane and Delhi to pick him up, right? So now he's by himself, and that means he has to rely upon himself. Does Sonny have the internal leadership strengths? The answer is no. He doesn't. He's never had that. But we've thrust that upon him. The limelight has thrust that upon him. And for a moment, a while, he could stand there and, and, and be very, very bright. But that's expecting too much for too many different qualities. Right? And, and he doesn't have all of those. He does not meant to. We need him to play the best. He, instead of him playing as a, as a striker or a shadow striker, his best position is out there as an inside forward on the left. That's his very, very best position. Why play him anywhere else? And that's what happened previously. 
I, you know, I do think so that, that was a bit of a joke. I do think with that, and then Mark will uh, know exactly where uh, uh, people will be going mad at me for saying this. Without a playmate, <laughs> uh, Ericsson was unbelievable for someone like Son. He got the ball within about two seconds of him getting the ball. He pings it to Son 50 yards, one on one with a defender, skins him. We're going business. Bang. With Harry Winks, I like Harry Winks, but he has for he needs to leave for, for his own sake as well as ours. But when you've got Harry Winks there, you're not getting the ball that quickly. And it's going to be very side to side and very slow. And then when you do get the ball, there's two people around you because, like you say, Mr. K, all these teams do their homework. They know that Son is one of our key danger men. So, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Craig has said in, in, in the summer there's so many decent players on three. And, and, Ramos? Yeah. Sergio Ramos? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, who was that? It was on Tommy's stream, I think. I think it was... Um, Hesse is uh, going to become available, right? And, it, um, it was Josh, the Tottenham guy, who said it. That, that there's a possibility that they're going to cancel his contract. He's on 125 grand a week at PSG, which is affordable. And, and even if he can't play or he's not that great, what an influence in the dressing room. For someone like a Romero to learn, no, Tanganga to, to learn of. But yeah, I mean... Why did he get rid of him, Chris? Sorry? Why would they get? Why would PSG get rid of him? I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it's because he's always injured or something like that. But but. Yeah. Well, why do we want him? Oh, the influence um, because he's better than what we've got. Yeah, but if he ain't playing, if he ain't playing, what's the point? Yeah. But he, 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 gonna be be like, like, he would hard. be like that. That general Conte. Well, like, like, um, Chris, don't don't get me wrong, mate. I'd love him if if he was on the field. But if they're getting rid of him because he's never never plays because he's injured, what do we want him for? Don't quote me on that. that that's, I, I, I think that's what Josh said. But uh, yeah, please listen to him. Brozovic, Dybala, Belotti, Insigne, Kessie, Rudiger, Christensen. Kessie, I think, will get in January because these players, if they're on a free, like Dybala, for example, if he's on a free... It's not just going to be us that's going for him. There's going to be a queue for him. So with Kessie, who's going to be in demand as well, getting for 10 million now, it's 10 million, yeah. You could have got him 10 million free. But you then get him now. And there is a, you know, get him on a pre-contract, uh, or whatever they call it. Um, it'll, yeah, Levy, it'll be a six-month six month loan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think Kessie, and he's a central midfielder who can play a pass. I think he'll come in January. Uh yeah, Dybala, I can't see that. I think he'll go somewhere in the Champions League and there'll be a queue for him. And Rudiger, I'm not sure. Brozovic? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Insigne will be good, but again, is he going to want to play second fiddle to Kane or do we get rid of Kane in January? But, um, but yeah, I, 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 like I said, my hand's got more chance of going back than us not signing anyone in January. I'm adamant about that because, mm. like you said, uh, Mark, he's never said... The squad is fantastic, or you know, so that says we need players. Mm. Um, and yeah, if that means players go out, then that's so be it. But yeah, I just hope Spurs fans are uh, uh, preparing themselves for some of your favourites will get chucked out and and chewed. And I don't care, mate. Table. I don't care yeah. who got. I don't care. There's not one. I know you don't, but there'll be a lot of people out there going, "Oh, he's my favourite. He's a great player. Oh. This guy's won trophies everywhere. He knows what he's doing." Exactly that. Exactly. I back this guy to him and Paratici to do it together, work on the football side, build the team they want to build, be patient, 
and this guy will get it right. It's as simple as that. If you want to yeah. try and win things and get back in the top four, give this guy the keys to the fucking door and let him get on with it. And all us that think we know about everything, we, we don't know as much as these two, not by a lot. None of us do. Yeah. So just let yeah. them, we can have opinions. I mean, we're going to share our opinions, but we don't know as much as these professionals that have been there and done it, worn the t-shirt, let them get on with it. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We pretty much reached the end. Uh, yeah. There's not really much else oh, you know, to end it. I think you meant to end it with, come on, you Spurs. I will do. I'm going to give you a chance to plug your channels. You know. <laughs> um, Equal opportunity podcast to me. Um, yeah, Mr. K, pleasure to have you back. Uh, not just me saying that. The whole Spurs community, will be, uh, YouTube community will be saying that. I'm sure about that. Um, yeah. Oh, Craig, Craig's just me. got in touch here saying they were just examples. We don't have to spend a fortune. But Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, Craig yeah, is I right. I get what you're saying. And, and yeah, uh, I mean, what, what, what Craig is basically saying is that come this, come this particular January transfer window, we might do the opposite of what Hitchin doesn't like to do. Actually <laughs> oh, bring some players in <laughs> that can make a change to the rest of the season that can at least give us a bit of depth of squad and a bit of options. Yeah. And we and need to see options. Go for something next year. Yeah. The top four is achievable. It'll be a real, real tough shout, but it's achievable. Um, Next it's season, not too I far away from us right now. Conte gets the squad in that Conte wants, and then go for the top four next season. I think, but um, yeah, we pretty much reached the end. Like I say, Mr. K, absolute pleasure having you back on. Uh, talk to K is your 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 uh, streams on Will Stewart's THFC Vance. Uh, where can people find that? Um, basically, Talk to K is my show, which I do on uh, Will Stewart's THFC Rants channel. Um, that uh, I've got a show every Tuesday night, uh, eleven o'clock. Uh, GMT, um, and that goes on for about a couple of hours. Um, yeah, it's been a while since I've been back on, but I'm so honestly the amount of messages that I'm getting from everyone, um, it really does make me feel kind of really glad inside that this community, as much as we might have difference of opinion with one another, and sometimes we really argue with each other. Um, <laughs> you might have seen it a few times, maybe on the streams with like me and Bob and me. Yeah, other people, I've seen but... you. I've seen you, and I think Bob. It was getting a bit heated, uh, but it was entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's become a thing now. Apparently, that's become a thing on that particular channel on that particular day. Um, yes. <laughs> I think I, I, I only did it because it was a passion for Kane. But I think sometimes mm -hmm. as players, we some as fans, we have a slight sentimentality towards a particular player, and we're not looking at it from you know stepping back sort of position. And some of our fan base can easier it's easier for them to step back. Um, so it depends on us. But yeah, listen, um, I sometimes I'm on shows like, for example, Paxton Road TV. Um, I do represent them as well. Um, FTB channel as well. So pretty much everywhere I can go to where people like, like to hear my opinion about things. Like, like you Excellent. know. So, but uh, yeah, it, uh, you know, I'm absolutely happy to come onto your show. Um, you've invited me a few times. In fact, you've interviewed me the, like the very first time I got interviewed uh, in a podcast was by you. And oh, trust me, when I look back at all the videos I did right here, pro, or, or rather the, the places I've been to, your interviewing techniques uh, on those type of one-to-one -one, uh, podcasts that you've done are absolutely second to none. They, I look at it and I think, wow, is that me speaking? Like I was coming out <laughs> with stuff which I don't normally do on a panel. So big you up to, if, if you're watching out there, like and subscribe this channel. Okay? You know, it's, don't just hang around. Do it. Pass it on to your friends, share it on to your friends. And if you're watching this sometime in the future, 
put a comment below. It helps the yeah. um, YouTube Absolutely. algorithm promote Chris's channel. Yeah. Very kind of you, Thank you very much. It's very kind of you, but as you know, the podcast or stream is only as good as the guests, so that's why. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Craig Bold has just said uh, quickly, uh, this can be Conte's pre-season, and then big up to the panel. Cheers, Craig. Uh, thanks so much for getting in touch and joining in. Uh, Mark, I, don't, I know you don't particularly like uh, advertising your <laughs> pod, but have a go. Have a go. I'll give it uh, a go. I'll give it a go. Podcast. Where can people yeah, find you? Uh, other than the description that I put the link in for. Yeah, so basically, we before the game, we haven't done one for the last two games. That's another reason I don't want to promote it too much. We've done one for Conte. We didn't do one for the Man United game because we was running the bar at Le Royale before the Man United game. And then, obviously, I went to the Everton game, so we didn't get a chance to do one. The Wi-Fi there is terrible in Goodison. Um, so we, we do, when the lineups are announced, we talk about, you've been on there, Chris. You helped me with it the yeah. other week. Um, we talk about the lineups. We talk at half time and we talk about the game just as it's finished that's why it's called um raw emotion um because you know there's been a lot of swearing and a lot of emotion basically <laughs> you know we've played over the last two years you know sounds like my type of show i love it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's just about passion really and it's just it's just thrown together so it's not your most polished podcast it's just um it's not even a long one usually I think when Chris come on, we got done about 50 minutes because uh, Chris ain't used yeah. to talking. Cause he asked us the question on this one and we do all the talking. So when he was on, it, it was like, right, well, I'm going to go. My experience was two thirds good because I did the bloody West Ham game. So I had to talk about the West Ham loss afterwards. <laughs> exactly. I the game half time where it was nil nil. It was quite good. But yeah, I quite like the format of it. You, you get a, you know the opinions of uh, uh, before the game, halfway through and... Uh, I mean, talk, talk about half time just quickly. I did the stadium tour the other day. You get this multimedia device, and uh, Kane's talking about it. You go in and you get interviews for each part. And it, in the change room, Kane's on there, and he goes, uh, Oh, before the game, it's all talking about tactics and what we're going to do. Half time is pretty much talking about the first half. Cheers for that. I thought we were talking about full time what you're having for dinner. But, um, yeah, sorry, I've cut you off there, Mark. That's all right. No, no, that's fine. Yeah, so that's basically it. Um, follow. I don't run the um, the Twitter handle there, but uh, Gareth does um, at Emotion Pod. Follow us there. There's a link to the podcast and all that kind of stuff. And uh, thanks for having me on, Chris. Chris's oh, no Chris Chris uh, podcast is fantastic. I've done that a number of times. Um, he's, a, he's a great guy. Please, yeah, like, subscribe, listen to his podcast. Um, yeah, thank you again, mate. Oh, no problem. Pleasure to have you on. And Mr. K, welcome back. Uh, yeah, and a positive podcast will change. I haven't done too many this season of a positive one, but we have got a great manager in now. Uh, so hopefully we can get a few more. Hit the likes, hit the subscribes. And when you've done that, go straight over to Talk to K. Do the same there. Go straight over to uh, Raw Emotion. Go and uh, subscribe there as well. Uh, yeah, international break, so I've got to try and think of what I'm going to do on Friday, but it'll be about Conte. I didn't do one when he was announced, so it'll be that, and then we'll be back to our normal uh, routine. So, yeah, until then, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, Spurs. Thank you so much for watching, for everybody who participated in the live chat and added comments. Before you go, please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Anybody who couldn't watch the live video, you can still catch us on YouTube. Add any comments, suggestions or questions to the comments section on the video. 
Anybody who's listened to the Audio Only Podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anybody who wants the Audio Only Podcast, you can get this wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at LTalkTottenham, you'll find all the information there. We'll be back soon. We're live Mondays, 8pm, Fridays, half 12, UK time. Until then, come on, you Spurs! <laughs>